Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Andre Wang on lessons he learned running for political office. And so that's why I said, you know, if I do this, I'm going to do this to really, truly serve the community uh, and um, and to uh, not, not not to glorify myself, uh, but uh, you know, to honor you know honor the community and honor honor God uh, who 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 I felt you know I feel still feel called me to do it. Andre Wang next. The son of two immigrants, his father from China and his mother from the Philippines, Andre Wang credits his father with instilling in him an interest in the political process early in his life. His dad actually ran for office at one point. Then in the fall of 2009, one of the legislative caucus leaders contacted Andre to ask him to become a candidate for the Oregon State Legislature in the 2010 election. Andre is general counsel and director of public affairs and religious liberty for the North Pacific Union Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and wrote the piece Lessons from a Recovering Political Candidate for Liberty Magazine. Andre, when that legislative caucus leader contacted you back in 2009 asking you to run for the Oregon State Legislature in the fall of 2010, he said you were the perfect candidate. How did you react to that? I mentioned in my article, I said I was savvy enough to know not to believe him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I said, you know, um, maybe this is time. Maybe I, to, I said to, to myself, you know, maybe this is time. Maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is God's call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did is I, I told, I will need, I will need time to pray. Uh, I need a little time to reflect and pray about this. And, and this, you know, the caucus leader, he is a man of faith himself. And so he, he's like, hey, hey, no, no problem. Take, you know, take a couple of days. <laughs> I, I said, no, I, I'm, I'm talking weeks, if not a couple months. Um, this is, and I explained everything to him. I, I said, um, you know, this is, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And, um, but I always pledged that if I did it, I would do it for the right reasons. And uh, and this is how serious I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. His job was to fill the slate with candidates, and so by me putting it off, it was postponing yeah. his yeah his responsibility as a uh, as a legislative caucus leader. So, but he he granted my uh, you know granted my request, and so what I did was I identified five um, five people in my life that, um, that, that all weren't necessarily connected. They don't, their only connection really to each other was me, but I respected them professionally, morally, spiritually, um, in, in every, in every sense, these were, uh, these were just, they were not only my friends, but they were godly people. Mm. And I, um, and I told them I've, I've received the invitation to uh, run for a legislative seat. And I would like you guys to pray with about this individually, and we'll come together collectively. And um, and in the end of, I, I think we took a full two months. In the end of the of the two months, um, we came together uh, to to then you know rehash everything to to talk about the pros, the cons, uh, to pray. In the end, we uh, took a kind of a took a vote, and it was unanimous that I would run. But it was also it was also unanimous that this would be an accountability group that if it, it if it ever came out that I started making this political race about me and myself and glorifying, mm-hmm. you know, what I would do, um, they, you know, that they would hold me to account. 
and and they were adamant about that and i was actually grateful for that because that's exactly what i wanted and um and then yeah that's how that's how it happened You've very well explained, Andre, how you came to make the decision with the council of these trusted, uh, godly friends to run, and then you list out uh, in your piece seven lessons. And uh, the first one is you must run for the right reasons. Uh, tell us, what, what are the right reasons, or maybe what would be wrong reasons? What would be red flags to say? Right, yeah, mm. yes. I mean, so, yeah, it kind of came, kind of bring full circle about, yeah. you, know, you know, my accountability group is... Um, you know, I I got this from my dad as well. Uh, that uh, politics at every level, you see people who are there. You know, they're there to, to serve the community, but uh, but you know, a lot of times, I mean, you see them there, kind of bloviating, and you know, you can say, yeah, you know, they're there for themselves, and, right? And um, you know, and I I just I so adamantly did not want to be that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so that's why I said, you know, if I do this, I'm going to do this to really truly serve the community. Uh, and um, and to uh, not, not not to glorify myself, uh, but uh, you know to honor you know honor the community, honor honor God, uh, who 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 I felt you know I feel still feel called me to do it, and um, and I mentioned that um, that um, in my article, if you know it, as as soon as a, a political campaign becomes about all about you, um, you know it's it's really over. Uh, you know, you may win the race, but it's it's over as far as you know. Uh, you know what's inside you and your heart, and the whole reconciliation uh, is. You know, how can you be a political candidate? How can you be in politics where you know all you're doing is talking about how how you're you're the better guy than the than your opponent, right? You know? Yeah, and um, you know, and and so you know that was so that was that was the balance was you know you you could you still have to do that you still have to promote yourself you still have to talk about why you are uh you know you're the better choice um but you don't have to you don't have to exalt yourself promoting yourself doesn't equate to putting other people down uh and um and you know we'll, we'll talk about you know the this the the friendly race that my opponent yeah. and i ran uh, in a second but um but yeah, you know that that was that was how I felt. Is is uh, if 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 we made it all about ego and all about you know me me me, it uh, yeah you you dishonor uh, the community and um, and in a greater in sense you know in in my faith you dis I I dishonor God's calling. Mm-hmm. Well, the second of, of these lessons you talk about is do opposition research on yourself and also be aware that your opponent uh, is doing that too. Uh, talk 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 about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, so so actually, when 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 uh, when I get calls, I get I get calls every once in a while when um, when election season starts ramping up, and uh, you know people know that uh, I've I've done it, and they kind of go, you know, he's just like, you know, what, you know, what's the first thing I should do? My the first thing I tell them is um, the first the first person you do opposition research on is yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, you may you may already have your opponent in mind. You're ready. You you may be running against an incumbent, or you you may have somebody who's filed. But you've got to determine if you are you are fit to run mm-hmm. for office. And 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 you know, and, and I talk about first of all, if it's if if you're fit inside you inside your heart, and and but then also take a look at you know all the stuff that you've done in your life because. If you don't do it, the other side is certainly going to do it. Yeah, and you want to make sure that you have looked at you know every facet of your life, uh, because 
um, you know, stuff is going to come out. Um, and, um, and you want to make sure that if this comes out, is it, is it, is this something that's just going to completely torpedo this, uh, this endeavor? And, um, and so, um, yeah, so when I met with my, uh, political consultants that were assigned to me, that was their first, that was their first, um, order of business was to go through this checklist of, of questions about, um, you know, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Have you ever been arrested? Do you have any, um, you know, have you ever cheated on an exam? Are you, are you divorced? Do you have any ex-wives? Do you have any mistresses? Worse, do you have any ex-mistresses? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, all, you know, this whole, this whole list, just, mm -hmm. you know, checking, checking everything out. And, um, uh, and, uh, and actually, it, it, so the funny thing is, is after they go down this checklist of, of questions, they said, well, um, uh, thank you. Um, we've actually done our background research on you already, and we can we know you're telling the truth. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, um, you know, can you tell me what my credit score is? Because I, you know, <laughs> I've been trying to find that out for for a while. So. <laughs> well, l l let me ask you this: so that's the uh, that's the second lesson doing opposition research on yourself, and lessons three and four are really. Uh, connected it seems one is and a very interesting story civility in politics is still possible and you have a story there and then number four uh negative campaigning is the norm because it works and those two are connected because you decided i'll let you tell the story there how you decided to keep civility in th this particular uh political campaign yeah so so as part of that opposition research um i was given a um a binder um and it was you know uh, you know, at least two inches, probably maybe three inches, mm. uh, slid across the table, and um, I was told uh, this is this is your opposition research binder on your opponent. The first question, and then so when, when I tell the story, I say, you know, it's like okay, you know, if this were done to you, what would be your first question? And of course, you know, the the question is, well, you know, does this mean that there's a binder on me? <laughs> <laughs> and and so I ask, I say, it's like, well, wait a minute, if you you've got a binder on you know on my opponent. Does this mean that there's a binder this thick on me, uh, you know, floating around somewhere? And they're like, "Yeah, of course of there course. is." And 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 that was actually when it really became real for me that now, I mean, we're we're, we're now in American the American political game um, mm -hmm. because now it, it's uh, you know this this is this is what American politics has become. Um, and, um, and, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was this way when my dad ran for office in 1974. Um, but, uh, this, this was, this was the way it is yeah. being played at least in 2010. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that really, it's like I said, like I said, it, it, that was really when it hit home for me. And that's, and that's when I said, you know, I'm not gonna, not gonna play that. And, um, and so I did something unconventional. I reached out to my uh, reached out to my opponent, just a, just a general you know, a general introduction. Hey, you know, I just let, let you know who I am and look forward to looking looking forward to you know spending the next uh, you know fourteen months with you on the on the campaign trail. <laughs> How was that received? I mean, that is oh. that has got to be unusual. Y yes, it's very unusual. In fact, i I didn't tell I didn't tell my political consultants to do that because i knew that they would be mortified because because what because what what i what i've done essentially was i've i've taken i've taken the the mortar of 
uh, of the, the negative campaign bomb uh, mm-hmm. out of their arsenal. Yeah, and um, and we actually met up by happenstance. It wasn't by, it wasn't planned, but by, by happenstance, we we met at a at a community uh, event. I think it was I think it was like a Christmas tree lighting event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and we had a great conversation. We we talked about you know how we each got got into politics. You know what we you know what we do in the community. I met his family. He met my family, and and um, and we walked away. I would say we walked away, you know, friends. And um, and so as as we would encounter each other, uh, you know, through the year, through so through twenty ten, as the campaign events, you know, kind of started piling up. You know, we'd see each other, and and our friendship kind of grew. If you know, and. Um, as you know, as friendships do, when you see you know when you see someone you have in common with, mm-hmm. and um, it really became um, it really became a, a, a an issue of or not an issue, but it became a campaign of um, of issues because I told him um, you know I'm I'm running I'm running against your record I'm not running against you I mean yeah, I mean let me just say I mean. So I ran against um, his, his name is Representative Greg Matthews, and he's a, he was a, a pillar of the community. Um, nice guy, not only nice guy, servant of the community. He was a former police officer. He, at the time, he was a, a uh, deputy uh, deputy fire chief uh, of the police, of the fire department. Um, Army veteran. He invaded Grenada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's just like you know, this all American here, right? right? <laughs> And um, just an interesting, I mean, just an interesting guy, an interesting background. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said, you know, I'm not running against you. I'm running against your 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 voting record because you know you 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 made statements, you made promises to this community um, on on business and on taxes and things that you went back on, and people are and and, and people are upset about it. And in fact, I didn't like that either, and that's why I'm running. Um, and that's what I'm gonna. And that's what I'm running against. And he said, that's fair. He said, you know. And he's like, I, those are my votes and I need to defend them. Yeah. I said, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to see to it that you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and so, yeah, so that was, that was the spirit of, of the, the race was that, um, uh, was that I, you know, and, and, and I, yeah, and, and I, when it came to issues, I hit hard. I mean, I was, I mean, I was, I was ruthless and, um, uh, but yeah, but never personal. But that whole negative uh, campaigning thing, and it goes to, I think, lesson number five, but you, I think you write in your piece, uh, lessons from a recovering political candidate, that your, if you will, your handlers, your campaign handlers, your advisors said, now's the time to go negative. We have the hit pieces ready to go. We've all seen them. They've arrived in our mailboxes wherever we might live, but uh, you'd already decided you weren't going to do that, and that didn't go over real well. Political campaigns... Um, as uh, it, it, if you're just even a casual observer, um, you know that you know it, it. Things really don't ramp up until after Labor Day, mm. uh, and, and then from Labor Day till that Tuesday in November, it is nonstop. You know, commercials and mailers and robocalls and phones and things. Sure. And so, um, so on um, uh, uh, on Labor Day. Uh, they do. Um, they they kind of they could do a benchmark poll of all of all races. I mean, from the um, you know from the from the governor's race on down, um, you know, in state races. Mm-hmm. So the governor's race on down, they they just poll everybody, 
and then you know people who are within a a, a certain margin will kind of go on you kind of go on to the next round for resources and funding and things and then the ones that are kind of lost causes they they like okay you know thank you you know thank you for running uh, but you know there's no there's no way you're going to make up a uh you know a 20 point 30 point uh deficit mm-hmm. so so i came in and and so i my my race was surprisingly um um competitive even more competitive than they anticipated i was i was still behind and they said okay you know this is the, this is the time to um you know to launch some um negative uh, negative ads which what were what, what they call hit pieces mm-hmm. uh, from for mailers the ones that uh, that were, were presented to me were um you know yeah i mean they're creative and they would you know definitely have the shock value but um uh and and would have moved the needle but it was not something that I I would be proud of. I mean, it's true. The reason why we see negative ads is because they work. Um, they work on the uh, you know if you know so so people who are are political uh, either either political junkies or or informed you know informed voters and things. We can kind of see it. I mean, you know, we, we can see it and we can kind of like put you know call it what it is. But um, you know, but for somebody who's a casual political observer, you know, um, you know, kind of like really doesn't know where they stand on things. Yeah, you know, a a negative ad could could move the needle. So yeah, I I so I had to uh, veto the, the use of uh, of some of those negative ads just because I felt uh, that that was not something that I could. Uh, for one, be proud of in the end, and number two, um, it, and this was the big, this, this was the biggest uh, kind of the biggest factor was, um, and 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 my my campaign manager and I kind of used this as the metric was, am I willing to lose the election over this? And I'll I'll be honest, I mean that is that was something that I wrestled with was mm-hmm. okay, you know, if we, you know, if, if we unleash this hit hit piece. I could potentially, you know, I could t- potentially take the lead in the polls, which would then un- unleash more money and more resources, which would then translate into a bigger lead. And then by November, you know, cross the finish line is, um, you know, is, is the winner. Mm-hmm. So, I, so, I mean, I, I re- trust me, I, I wrestled with it. I went, so, I mean, so when I say, you know, it was just, you know, it was just an easy decision of, oh yeah, it's a negative ad. I just dismissed it. Um, there's a definite moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but um, in the end, um, you know, uh, and I, and I agree. And I thank my, my campaign manager, Dustin, uh, who uh, also a, a, a strong man of faith. Um, we, we walked through it, we prayed through it. And yeah, I mean, I, I said, yeah. You know, I I would rather lose this race than uh, have to live with uh, having to ma- you know mail the um, um, mail piece. Um, actually, mail pieces. Uh, yeah, I think I think there was like a series of four mailers that would have gone out mm-hmm. you know, in, in weekly succession or something. So okay, Andre. So once you made that decision to not go negative, how did those who had strongly supported you respond? My understanding is he kind of backed away. Yeah. So, so what they did was, um, so when I when I vetoed the the strategy, 
they said, okay, well, you know, we 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 adjusted our strategy for um, kind of more, more you know, kind of more of a ground game of uh, more more canvassing in the neighborhoods, more more public appearances and, and things. Yeah. Um, and then when they took the next benchmark poll uh, after that, my the, the needle didn't move. Um, I wasn't I wasn't gaining any ground. And um, and so at that and, and so that by the you know and that poll is done in mid October so you're mm. you know you're you're like two and a half three weeks out from yeah uh, from election day at that point and then so um, yeah and then so I didn't make the I, so I didn't make that cut and and so at that time they're they're really narrowing it down to the the real competitive races uh, where you know they can just pour the resources in and and um, make sure those races are um, across the finish line. So, so basically, so for, yeah, for the, for the last, um, kind of, kind of that last half of October, um, I was, I was on my own. And, uh, obviously I think you write that, uh, in the end you lost, was it by eight points, eight percentage points, something seven, like that? Seven. Yeah, seven. seven yeah. So still fairly close. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and as, uh, yeah, as, as someone said, you know, running against Santa Claus in the district of the North Pole, <laughs> yeah. and you only lose like seven points, they said, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's, it, it's, uh, that's, that's impressive. So, but the win here, the win was that we, both of us, uh, both Greg and I honored the community by the races that we, we ran. we got, we got, uh, coverage. Uh, press coverage during the campaign and, and even just a, and after the campaign, uh, we got coverage on how friendly the uh, uh, our, our race was. Um, you know, and we, you know there, there was an article about you know what you know you know what political opponents show, show up to you know show up to a newspaper interview in the same car. You yeah. know, what I mean? <laughs> they, you know they, they actually like carpooled together. They drove together. You know, like, what, what, what's going on? And um, and so yeah, they kind of said you know that's that's a um, you know and, and some of the some of the articles are like you know this is a model of how it can be done, and uh, even even uh, today you know twelve you know twelve years later we um, we still occasionally get invited to speak to schools and and things about um, civility and politics. You stay in touch. Sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're friends on Facebook, and um, and and I, I've uh, I've since moved out of the district. Um, um, still in the Portland area, but I'm not in the same district. But um, yeah, but we're we're yeah we're still in the area, and um, yeah, I yeah you see him uh, every so often, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's actually what we're known for. And if I you know you you know when when they when they say you know it's like you know sometimes sometimes you don't see the blessing until you look back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is one of those things where you know um, uh, losing that election was probably the biggest blessing that's ever happened to me, um, uh, because it uh, I I ran for the right reasons and I lost for the right reasons, and um, and even after the election, my my universe went from you know kind of this you know this kind of small universe that I had to um, you know suddenly I mean I. You know, I knew people. I I had uh, connections, and I had friendships with so many other more people uh, than uh, that I wouldn't have made. And I I still am engaged in the political process. 
Um, but I'm 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 actually even more effective now because I know these people. I, I mean, these people are are elected officials and 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 uh, staffers in uh, in the Capitol, and so it's uh, uh, I don't need to have representative in front of my name. Uh, you know, I mean that's you know I I I just you know wanted to you know kind of you know make changes uh, and help Oregon be a better place, and I can still do that, and I, I and I am doing that with. Um, you know, with the connections that I made. So a couple other lessons uh, very briefly, but one is that you, you write that ambition is a good thing. And, and uh, uh, obviously for you to say that you're pushing back against the idea perhaps uh, that in some Christian circles that ambition may be seen as maybe a negative or uh, sort of self-centered or, or self-promotional, or that's one of the reasons why Christians shouldn't be involved in politics or whatever the case is. But why, why do you believe ambition is a good thing? Yeah, so I, I I think that ambition gets a bad rap uh, because I mean, like, like you said, I mean it's so, you know self promoting and self serving and and things. And when Paul tells us, uh, you know, in his in his, I mean, th throughout all of his, you know, uh, th all, throughout all of his writings, that we should we should be humble and act in humility. Um, it is it's not humility in the sense that you know like oh you know i'm i'm you know i i don't deserve this and i'm you know i'm um you know i'm not worthy of this and uh you know i mean if anything that's false humility yeah um, you know hu humility is is really where you 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 still you still promote yourself yourself you still take you still take a stand you take a position and you you defend what you believe vigorously um but you still honor respect and give dignity to the other side and and that takes a lot of humility and that's that's what i wanted my um you know um you know my support group my my you know my, my prayer team at the beginning um that's really kind of what i wanted their their support uh, for was that kind of you know the the humility aspect you know ambition i mean none of us none of us would be where we are if we didn't have ambition to host and produce a successful radio show or to uh or to uh go to law school and uh and take the bar and, and become a lawyer mm -hmm. or, you know i mean it's you know it's ambition that drives us and and god gave us that attribute for that for that very reason it's just uh, up to us to use it uh, appropriately and and wisely and the final lesson run with perseverance if you run uh you you somebody had tucked a note in your pocket uh with, yes. with with basically that message on a piece of paper from the book of hebrews at the very at the very end of the campaign i think there was i mean it was the last week of of the, of the race and i was and so by this time i mean uh everyone all all the, i had no consultants i had no money i was you know i was it was just me yeah. going to these um campaign events um known as rubber chicken dinners um, you know, probably, probably big in Carson city, too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Lots of rubber chicken dinners. And, um, and my, my son actually, so my, 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 my youngest son, uh, had just been born earlier, uh, just a couple months before. So I, had, so I, so I, not only was it right, was I running a political race, I had a baby that was born in the middle of it and I was tired and I wanted to be home. I wanted to be home with my son and my wife and my, my my daughter and and so uh, um I, so when it was my when it was my turn to get up and give my stump speech um i i broke down and i just said you know this is just this has been the hardest 14 months of my life 
And I got to be honest with you, this is, I, I just want to be home. I just want to be home with my baby and my, my wife. But, uh, you know, thank you for having me. And, and then I stepped off, you know, worked the room, met everybody. And then when I got home, um, took off my, you know, as, as, we, as we do, you know, when you take off your, your suit jacket and stuff, you, you check the pockets for pens and, you know, yeah. cards, wallets and stuff. And I reach into my pocket and I feel a, a folded up piece of paper. And um, it was on a, uh, it was on a utility bill envelope, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and someone had uh, written the passage from um, Hebrews uh, eleven uh, about um, run with, uh, uh, run with perseverance. Um, the race has been set before you, so you may receive the blessing that God has called you to. I, I mean, I I have I have no idea who put that in my 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 pocket. But it was it was so inspirational to me that um, that yeah I mean I I ran like a champ for the for the for the remainder of those uh, right up until election day I just you know I gave it everything that I had and to this day I still keep that piece of paper um, in my uh, in uh, in my uh, notebook my my calendar uh, calendar notebook mm. and um, and so it is a reminder to me of what God has called me to do in running that campaign, but what God continues to call me to do uh, in my professional life and and in politics in the future, who knows, so. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to today's guest, attorney Andre Wang. He wrote the piece, Lessons from a Recovering Political Candidate for Liberty Magazine. You can read it at libertymagazine.org. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Timothy Booker on revival, what it is, and accounts of it, past and present. Revival is when God moves in a community of believers. That community could be two people in a marriage, it could be a family, it could be a small group, it could be a church family, it could be a college campus as we're seeing take place uh, today. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening.